Marty in the Morning on RTE Lyric FM with Spry Finance. Keep living the life you love. That is the wonderful Celine Byrne. We're talking about Bohème uh, this morning, La Bohème. It's on a board, gosh, from the 20th of this month until the 26th. It's five performances um, is actually what's going to happen. Now, I had to jump in on top of Celine because otherwise we wouldn't get a chance uh, to say good morning to uh, the director, who is uh, Orphan Feeling. Orphan, good morning. Good morning, Marty. Nice to meet you and welcome. Lovely to be to here. Thanks for warm, having me. A warm little room here. Yes. Uh, in the in the centre of broadcasting world. Firstly, you're the director of this. Where are you? Are you where are you from? Are you? I'm from County Kilkenny. From County yeah. Kilkenny. Yes. But you spend most of your time in the UK, I think. I live in London. Yes. Oh, well, I've been means. I've been there for for rather longer than actually I I was in Ireland now. Yes. Go away. Yes, I've been in London for nearly thirty years. Really? Yeah. And and in this industry, in this in this. Yes. Place? Yes. More or less. I went to London to study, and uh, it was there. I mean, in Ireland, I had already developed my love of opera but I suppose it was only in London where I really understood the role of a director and as soon as I understood that there was this extraordinary job I suppose I uh, I thought gosh that's what I want and I I went after it but that was in London yeah Uh, and you hadn't done it here no 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 No. I I was 20 when I left here but you have come back I, I'm I'm really happy actually to be back in Ireland with Bohem, but this yeah. is now my third, op- my fourth opera here. You were in Wexford since not so long. Yes, yeah, yes. I, was, I was in Wexford last year. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. We didn't get we didn't get to hook up. Uh, you, I knew because I, I, I remember seeing your name. I thought, no, that name. And you had been down with the great Rosetta Cookie. That's right. Who, as yes. you know, is a very quiet, unassuming, gentle oh, soul. That's right. And there's yes. not a bother at all. Yes, yes. She's fantastic. <laughs> She's a whirling dervish. She's fantastic. Yeah, She's no, full no, of energy. That, that was with Lala Rook in uh, Wexford. Lala, yes, and Lala then, Rook. And then, of course, I, I directed immediately after that. We, we opened Lala, Lala Rook in Wexford and then the next day I came up to Dublin and we started rehearsals for Don Pasquale with right. Irish National Opera. So, in fact, in, in sort of the space of 12 months, this is my third opera here, which is just... A dream come true. Really nice really. coming yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely you know? gorgeous. Does that mean you get free tickets here. for the family to come up from the country? Ah, uh, not quite. <laughs> no. no, I have got. A, I have. To say I've got a contingent. I've usually got between, I don't know, sixty and eighty people uh, who who are sort of faithful followers. They come from. Cork and I've got oh, cousins in Enniscorthy. They come from all over that's Ireland. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, now when we talk about Bohem, uh, this is my favourite opera. Mine too. Um, I think it's. Well, I'm a Puccini. I love Puccini. Um, and I, I always feel that poor Luigi and Giuseppe, the lads who wrote the words, never get any mention at all. It's always mentioned Puccini. It's always Puccini. But we should always remember who wrote uh, who wrote the words, who wrote the lyrics for these uh, for these beautiful operas. And they, as I said, they never get a mention. But I think perhaps because I, I love this so much, because there's so much beauty in the, in the music. It's a very sad story, the Bohemians and all the rest of it. But it's a very sad story. It is sad. Um, I think part of the reason why I love it is it's, of course, the sadness is very touching, but I think the thing that's most sort of exhilarating when you go to see La Boheme is that you're looking at real people. Yeah. This is from the sort of genre of opera, which is known as verismo, the, the vero, you know, truth, reality. And the people in it are just like us. Yes. If you... Look on the stage, you see people who are could easily be you, me. They, As long as you've been young and you've fallen in love 
as long as you understand what it is to risk things for uh, risk your risk everything for your dreams uh, then there will be people who you can identify with whether whether you're the shy and retiring type or whether you're the sort of exuberant um, uh, sort of dramatic type You'll, there'll be somebody there who you can really identify with yeah. and it's that's sort of the extraordinary thing about this it's not about it's not about you know kings and queens or counts or countesses or mythological creatures or fairy tales it's about reality yeah. and uh, it's so 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 touching it really is when we it's hard to believe it was written uh, at the end of the 1890s or the middle of the 1890s it's Makes, you know, and yet it has that contemporary feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, have you set it in a particular time and place that we would not be familiar with, or have you gone traditional? Um, well, let me say, first of all, I think that Bohem would work any place, any time. That means you've changed it. <laughs> But we, have, we haven't gone mad. Okay. I suppose I think I think Bohem would work. You know, in the you, you could set it on the moon and it would work. I well, think. there is that. I totally uh, agree. Uh, but because it's such a such a kind of strong strong piece, we have gone for a very special time in history. The time between the the first and the second wars in Paris. So this sort of sense of optimism, 1930s. Right. Uh, sort of pe people don't understand what's coming around the corner. Sure. Um, and this hope. It's a time where it was a real melting pot Paris in the 1930s for artists from all over the world came to Paris. <clears throat> uh, you know, Ernest Hemingway, Salvador Dali, Picasso, James Joyce, Bernard Shaw, they all ended up in Paris. And when we think about when it was set by Puccini back in the day, um, all, you're taking it... You're making it almost contemporary, and yet you're, you're going back a uh, hundred years, yeah. practically. Yes, and that yeah. was two hundred back. Astonishing, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it but is. I suppose like all great works of art, they they stand the test of time. Right. Well, they? somebody somebody sent me recently the Circle of Life. That's a little bored gosh in, in your mention for the line thing, <laughs> nearly finished. See the way I did that. Well done. Oh, I do what I can. Um, I think we need. I think we need some more Miss Barn.
That is stunning. That's probably my favourite. That's probably my favourite. It just kills me. And that was featured in Moonstruck, the movie. Do you remember Moonstruck? Oh, with Cher, right? Cher. Oh, gosh, one of my favourite movies. And Nicolas yeah. Cage. Um, and that features in it because yeah. they go to Bohem in the, in the Met. And it's, it's so special. Yeah. And, and it's funny, isn't it, the way people... Um, People have come to us over the years and said, you know that, that piece of uh, uh, opera that's featured in that movie? Which is lovely because it's another way of getting into the, mu- into the music and suddenly going, hang on a second, I know that piece of music and this is why, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Puccini's just, uh, just stunning. That's stunning, yes. Renata Tabaldi does a great version, but by golly, Celine Byrne. How are you finding her an easy person to work with? I find her very easy. Do you? She's a gentle soul, is Celine. She's <laughs> one of the great talents in this country. We have many fine sopranos in this country. We do. Um, we're very lucky. Yeah, we are. We're very lucky. And, and, she- and Celine is certainly a very dynamic um, charismatic, touching performer. Oh, she is. Um, and I think, uh, well, you know, your your audiences love her. They love her, absolutely. Yes, they and we do, do. too. Yeah. And the thing is about about, about someone like her, um, she can, she's, she is what she is. She's a beautiful singer. She's a beautiful woman. But she also, she, she can take herself very seriously and then suddenly not take herself seriously. And she has that great ability to make herself very accessible. And we see that with the audience when she comes here, when we do concerts together. She's fantastic. She has that way of, of being um, one, of, one of us, which is very, very important. Mm. The other person we wanted to mention was Sergio Alapont. Yeah, that's our conductor. Yes. Uh, Sergio, he's Spanish-born, um, Italy-based, and uh, this this music feels to me like it's sort of racing and coursing through his veins. Oh, yeah. It's lovely to work with a conductor who is um, so uh, energetic and committed and always um, on the ball and behind me that the whole the whole way yeah. because you know, as a director you know I get four weeks of rehearsals and they are in theory my rehearsals um, and I have the conductor by my side to support those but often you know you can have a conductor actually I've, I've been very lucky in general with with my relationships with conductors um, but um, uh, it's it's so important to have somebody who is who has energy and who is um, sort of excited by a production um, because if they are then the, the their enthusiasm sort of spills into the cast musically as sure. well as dramatically yeah but when you're there and this is where uh, I want to I want to mention the fact that you're the director and here's the conductor beside you and there's Celine Byrne, who's no shrinking violet. And there is uh, your Lithuanian tenor. Yes, Marunas, yes. Marunas. Uh, Petuskis. Petuskis, yes. who, is, who is back. These are all seasoned performers, right? Yes, they are. How the heck? Firstly, do you corral them? Secondly, how do you tell them what you want them to do when they want to do their own thing? Because they're all so much at the top of their game. Well, I would hope that uh, they would come to rehearsals with an open mind. You could hope all you like. Uh, uh, (laughs) Do do you have a badge saying, I'm the boss or something? uh, It stops here. Yes, that's the one. The book stops Uh, here, yeah. No, I think it's uh, really important with, um, and I think that the, the sort of more seasoned performers are, they really show their 
professionalism um, by coming uh, to a coming to a performance or a, a rehearsal period, not speaking about what they've done before, but yeah. actually with an openness. Yes. I mean, I remember I worked with um, Tara Rocht for Cenerentola, um, which was my first production with Irish National Opera back in 2019. Yeah. And she she just came, uh, I don't know how many performances of Cenerentola she had done. She had sung it at the Met, she had sung it all. She came and she, she, she just said, right, doing China Rental today. Now tell me all about it. What would you like? Oh, that's brilliant. And it's just a lovely sort of... There's an openness here in Ireland. Uh, people people um, are hungry to work and eager to work um, and eager to communicate to Irish audiences. And I, and I think with that comes a sort of an ability to, to put what they've done before... In one, to one side of their brain and to actually to understand it doesn't really matter how many productions you've done this is a new production and if we're going to have 10 different um, sort of perform let's say we've got 10 performers and they're all doing their own production from, from however many years ago sure. there's going to be nothing cohesive that's right so it's my job I suppose as to you turn say, it into your production to, to corral them yes. and, and to really um, mould it into something that is comprehensive and cohesive on its own yeah. yeah, it's very impressive. Um, and, and as you say, they have to come with that open mind. Ideally. To allow you do that. Ideally, Ideally yes. Yeah. Ideally. <laughs> Which means that some don't. Anyway, we should let that sit where it sits on the shelf. The, the thing about this is, uh, being probably... It, Bohem and Tosca probably are the most popular. People talk about Madame Butterfly as well. But I think Tosca and Bohem probably are, are up there at the very top when it comes to the popularity, particularly for people who don't necessarily go to opera. Will I be right? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you'll, you'll probably find that half of your listeners this morning have been humming along to what you've no been question. playing. Yeah. Uh, and there is a... a uh, yeah, the, the music is incredibly accessible. Yes. Um, uh, it's not what some people um, would... Uh, you know, I guess there are some audiences who feel that some operas are difficult... Um, uh, this is not one of those operas. This is certainly an opera for first-time goers as well as difficult seasons. To, difficult uh, for, a, for a viewer, for a listener, for an, an audience D member. Difficult, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, you see, but I think that's the beauty of Puccini and Verdi too, that yes. they bring you in. Yes. And then you can go off and study all you want, but I think... To, to yes. get people to, to appreciate the fact that this was the pop music, the popular music of its time. It I think it's really important, you know. And are the audiences different here than you'd find in the UK, for example? I think the audiences here are um, very keen to have a good night out. Well, that's in our nature. And that's in the Irish nature, isn't yes, it? Yes, I it mean, is. I find it every time I come back here, sort of a little bit of culture shock, the, <laughs> the warmth and the eagerness to, to but, you know, to, to just be kind and to yes. be welcoming. And I think people generally go out here to have a nice time. So they go out with it in a sort of a different frame of mind, possibly. Perhaps UK audiences are, are going out to... Uh, there, there would be a lot of um, sort of... Uh, intellectual um, engagement on a level that is not necessarily to do with the entertainment. I'm with you, I'm with you. Yeah. I still think, uh, from our, our point of view, maybe we, you know, you look back over the years and we, we didn't always have accessibility when it came to no. many of these no. fine acts, and now we have Borgosh as an example, as a venue that Ab you can absolutely. put on these wonderful Borgosh productions. Absolutely, Borgosh is great, and, and you know, Irish National Opera, a new company, oh, really, the great just, Shield, yeah. just going absolutely. from strength to strength. Oh, you wanted to mention, just before we finish you wanted to mention Sarah Brady didn't you oh yeah 
the Sarah Brady is our Musetta. Yes. Um, and we, we we hear about her in Act One of La Boheme, but we don't see her until halfway through Act Two. Boy, when she arrives, she takes the whole place by storm. So she's an Irish singer. Um, she's based in Switzerland at the moment. Uh, so it's great to have her back here. And she's uh, she captures everybody's heart. It's a fantastic you're cast. Going, you're going to be blown away when she when she walks on stage. Well, I'm bursting to see it. And you've John Malloy in there as well, I see. Just to I know, actually, John we don't have John, uh, oh, don't John have this John. time around. So he, he was oh. involved in the recording um, yeah. and he, he was um, uh, last minute. Uh, he, he got a, he's, he's, he's gone somewhere else, but we have another wonderful bass. Um, okay. Yeah, Lucas from, from Poland. From yeah. Poland. So it's between the Sabo, I'm just to remind everybody, the Borgosh Energy Theatre, the 20th is the opening night. Then on Wednesday 27th, Thursday 23rd, Saturday 25th and then Sunday 26th at 5 o'clock. All the others are, is it 7.30? 7.30. 7.30 yes. and 5 o'clock right. on the Sunday. Uh, I have to play another one, I can't. Go on know. then. Uh, uh, thank you so much for Thanks coming a million, in. Marcy. Congratulations. Um, and I, I know it's going to be a joy. But stay with us and because uh, we have one more to play. in the morning on RTE Lyric FM with Spry Finance. Providing financial choice to the over 60s. Ah, oh, work was a nightmare. How about you, love? Oh, I dropped my phone in the loo. Mm, disaster. Life's discomforts are no match for the advanced comforts of the Citroen C4 and the new C4X. Hydraulic cushion suspension filters out road imperfections, while our advanced comfort seats create an experience that isn't just comfort, it's advanced comfort. The Citroen C4 and new C4X. Book a test drive today. In an ever-changing world, what do you need from your wealth advisor? We are Unio, a new breed of wealth manager for a new world. At Unio, we use our deep expertise to create personalized plans for managing wealth, designed to work for you, your family, and your future. Talk to us today about guiding, guarding, and growing your wealth. Visit unio.ie. Unio Financial Services Limited, trading as Unio Wealth Management, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Marty in the Morning, weekdays on RTE Lyric FM, where life sounds better. Just to remind you again, uh, uh, the answer was the Corrib, of course, for the competition earlier. Anthony Conway uh, from Dublin 7 winning the uh, two tickets um, to go along to uh, the show Shaker Cannon Mason in, uh, in Galway. So well done to Anthony Conway from uh, from Dublin 7. Uh, we leave you with a little taste, another final taste of La Boheme uh, this morning from Puccini. And thanks to Orpha for coming in. And just a reminder again, it's uh, Monday the 20th to the 26th of November at the Borgosh. It's at 7.30. Do not be late, there will be eruptions. Mm-hmm. 